and, and I don't like what I see when I look in the mirror, so I'm going to put on a different persona, right? So whenever somebody has those issues, I, I always feel like they go one of two routes. They see it, they don't like it, so they remove themselves from the world, so to speak. They go hide in a corner under a blanket, so to speak, in life, so that people don't have an opportunity to see it. I'm just going to disconnect from the world entirely, which is sort of what I did when I had my self-esteem issues, high school, college, as I've talked about many times. Or it goes the other way. I'm going to put up a facade if I want mm -hmm. so people don't think that I have these issues. I'm going to live in this, as Ryan called it, a delusion of who I think I really am or who I want to be even though I'm not that, and I'm going to boost up the ego, so to speak, and make people think I'm something different than who I perceive myself to be. Mm -hmm. Hello, and welcome to the Generate Your Value podcast. I'm your co-host, Andy McDowell, founder and owner of Generate Your Value providing life, leadership, and small business coaching services in the Atlanta area. And I'm Zach Levy, your other co-host. I run a nationwide financial service business with my wife, Megan. Together, Zach and I have the intention to bring you tips, concepts, ideas, suggestions, stories, and analogies from A to Z, which will help you to grow your personal brand and small business in such a way that joy, happiness, and success as you define it for yourself are achieved. We hope to use our gifts, talents, and experiences in business to generate value in your life. And with that being said, let's move to our topic for today. Generate Your Value podcast. I am your co-host, Zach Levy, and with me as always is Andy McDowell. Andy, it's, it's good to see you this morning. Good to see you this morning as always. Great to be here. So we, we touched on this a little bit in past, but today we're talking about a very complex but very important topic. So Andy, what would that be? <clears throat> we're talking about the ego and its role in life and role in business, or a desire not to have it as a role in life right. and a role in business. Better yet. Better yet. So we're going to frame our conversation today based off of a book that I would, you know, if somebody asked me what were top five books that sort of shaped your life and your philosophy about life and so forth. If you're a regular listener to our podcast, you know how much Simon Sinek plays a role in Zach and I's life and the way of thinking and so forth. So his would be at the top of the list, but in the middle of the list is a book by a gentleman whose name is Ryan Holiday. And I believe this is his second book that he came out with, and it's called Ego is the Enemy. And it's it's an easy read. The book isn't the standard size of a book. It's probably half the size of a regular book. And I mean, I love those kind of books because uh, get through it quickly and feel accomplished accomplished about actually finishing a book so the actual read is just a skosh over 200 pages and you could probably easily read it in a weekend i mean 10 pages a day if 
your attention span because the page is half the size of a normal page so or two-thirds or something of that nature but what i thought we'd do today zach is uh, i've highlighted some sections of the introduction part of the book that sort of gives a guideline into his thinking you know without diving into the actual chapters and a lot of specifics i'll leave that to you the listener to if this interests you to pick up the book and read it yeah not doing story time no we're not doing story time but we want to talk about the issue of ego and the role of a person's life and particularly if you own a business or a leader within a business how it can get you into from that perspective so let's i've got about about five or six sections so we'll we'll read a section zach and Talk four or five minutes about each one and then move on to the next one. How's that sound? Sounds good. <clears throat> so the first section highlighted. So I'm reading this verbatim out of the book. This is not my own words. These are Ryan's words. The ego we see most commonly goes by a more casual definition. An unhealthy belief in our own importance. Arrogance. Self-centered ambition. That's the definition that this book will use. It's that petulant child inside of every person, the one that chooses getting his or her way over anything or anyone else. The need to be better than, more than, recognized for, far past any reasonable utility. That's ego. It's the sense of superiority and certainty that exceeds the bounds of of confidence and talent. So when, when you hear that paragraph, what does it make you think? Think he's right? I think that's dead on. I mean, we all know somebody that we might have felt like in the past has been that, that person that you just described, right? A boss, somebody higher up that, you know, in the, in the past conversations we've had that, it's their way or the highway, not open to the conversations. It's they're doing what they're doing for their bonus or their promotion or things like that, not really building others up. So do you think it's a choice? I think it's Does every- somebody choose to, to have an ego of the well, sorts? First of all, I think everybody, let me take a step back. I think everybody has an ego. Right. You know, out of what we're not discussing on today's episode is sort of the Freudian definition of what an ego is. This is more about how the ego manifests or plays a role in our behaviors and in our life, right? So can't get rid of the ego. Everybody has an ego. The question is, what kind of shape or form does it take, right? Right. So, you know, what you just described would be what we would say in more layman's terms, cocky, right? But I think what your question, is it a decision? I don't think it's a decision to be that person. Mm -hmm. I think that is natural, right? Every single child looks out for themselves. You you take a, we don't teach kids. You take a three-year-old or a two-year-old, four-year-old, whatever, a young child we don't teach them to say, no, that's mine, that's mine, that's mine. I want, I want, I want. That is completely natural for human beings for 
kind of a survival instinct, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But it is a decision to not have that type of ego, if that makes sense. Right? It's a conscious, yeah, it, it's it, a conscious intention, intentional move to be the to be the opposite. Well, to me, the, the the biggest distinction that Ryan puts in here is it's the last sentence. It's the sense of superiority and certainty that exceeds the bounds of confidence and talent, right? So it's a, it's a need to sort of go beyond confidence and talent. Right, almost a beating of one's chest, if that makes sense. Yes, it's very, it's out loud. It's, it's mm-hmm. verbal in nature. I mean, you hear people say, no, he's a confident guy, but it's a quiet confidence, mm-hmm. right? He doesn't need to be boastful or throw it in people's face, so to speak, in terms of that confidence or that superiority. It's almost you've crossed a line and you've done it because you're trying to hide something, right? Mm-hmm. Sort of like Wizard of Oz, don't look at, don't look what's behind the curtain. Makes perfect sense. Yeah, well, the Wizard of Oz standpoint, don't pay any attention to the guy behind the curtain kind of thing. And so you're trying to almost deflect or get people to focus on that particular part of you so that you won't look at what's behind the curtain and what's really driving it, because that's not really a good thing. Right. Whether it be hurt or pain or trauma or something that's There's some in your life that you're covering up. Right. Pay attention to the ego and my boastfulness of what I'm doing over here, not not to what's truly going on underneath. Right. And a lot of it, you know, when you break it down of we've all gone through our journeys to overcome things like this, because again, we're we're naturally boastful, selfish, right? And then trying to cover something up, like you said, is it's usually from something past. And when you break it down with people that have been like that it it was from an insecurity it was from i need to be so grand i need to be so much better i need to you know be so much more quote unquote successful right because there's nothing wrong with success or confidence no right that's why we're we're going after what you want in your life right which Mm -hmm. that's why we're here to help people generate value talk about that all the time right Mm -hmm. but there's that different level of just obnoxiousness that ego brings along with it. Or the, let's get to the next section, because I think the next thought, if you will, based on mm-hmm. what we just said, follows in line with the next section. So section two that we're going to go over today says, if ego is the voice that tells us we're better than we really are, we can say ego inhibits true success by preventing a direct and honest connection to the world around us. One of the early members of Alcoholics Anonymous defined ego as, quote, a conscious separation from, end quote. From what, question mark? Everything. The ways this separation manifests itself negatively are immense. We can't work with other people if we've put up walls. We can't improve the world if we don't understand it or ourselves. We can't take or receive feedback if we are incapable of, 
or uninterested in hearing from outside sources. We can't recognize opportunities or create them if instead of seeing what is in front of us, we live inside our own fantasy. Without an accurate accounting of our own abilities compared to others, what we have is not confidence but delusion. How are we supposed to reach, motivate, or lead other people if we can't relate to their needs because we've lost touch with our own? That's huge to me. That's just... (laughs) Mic drop. Poetry. (laughs) Episode's over. Leave it there. Take it as you will. No, but seriously, I love the example he gives about the early member of Alcoholics Anonymous Mm -hmm. having dealt with people that have been very close with dealing with that, right? Mm-hmm. It is it is a conscious disconnect. They have that as a crutch to completely disconnect from trauma, from anything else, to be willfully ignorant of anything else. And the saying that the first step to, you know, fixing a problem is acknowledging it, right? right. The, the ego stands in the way of acknowledging it, saying, no, I don't have a problem. No, I'm... I'm strong. I'm good. I don't have an issue. Mm -hmm. Right. In the same aspect, we talked recently about the blind spots. Right. Right. And, you know, Mr. Holiday says in there that it is a, it is a disconnect. It causes a disconnect. Right. So you're to use the plain analogy that we used on that episode, it's flying through and, not even acknowledging what planes are going down, right? It's causing you to say, no, we got it. We don't need to look at anything else. I'm successful. I'm good. There's nothing wrong. And then that creates a relationship with people or lack thereof because they don't feel seen. They don't feel heard. They don't feel acknowledged. They don't, mm-hmm. there's not that relationship that is required to build with people. I mean, I really, I really like the discussion about sort of detachment, right? So it's mm-hmm. saying I'm looking inside myself, and I have problems with what I'm seeing, either because of comparison or shame or judgment or whatever measuring stick is being used, right or wrong. I don't like what I see, so I want to, I want to put on a persona or I want to put on an impression of other people that that doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. And if I'm going to do that, then I have to sort of make up this facade of who I want people to think who I am without showing what I perceive to be who I am. Even You may be totally wrong about it, but what's important is the way you perceive yourself. And, And I don't like what I see when I look in the mirror, so I'm going to put on a different persona, right? So... Whenever somebody has those issues, I I always feel like they go one of two routes. They see it, they don't like it, so they remove themselves from the world, so to speak. They go hide in a corner under a blanket, so to speak, in life, so that people don't have an opportunity to see it. I'm just going to disconnect from the world entirely, which is sort of what I did when I had my self-esteem issues, high school, college, as I've talked about many times. Or it goes the other way. I'm going to put up a facade of who I am mm-hmm. so people don't think that I have these issues. I'm going to live in this, as Ryan called it, a delusion of who I think I really am or who I want to be, even though I'm, I'm not that. 
and I'm going to boost up the ego, so to speak, and make people think I'm something different than who I perceive myself to be. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's that's a great example. So I was very similar to you, went, went the way of just not really connecting with people, doing my own thing, staying in my lane, and it was class, work, and that was about it, mm-hmm. right? And so the other route just as an example that we can kind of see, I imagine the the schoolyard bully, right? Right. They are, they're overly, not even confident, just cocky and mean, right? For no good reason. But if you were to peel back the layers, I mean, you, you see it in movies, things like that, where the bully gets exposed, that they're from a broken home, they're insecure about something about themselves, things like that. It is a mask to create inside themselves an Im- or to themselves and to others that they're more powerful than they see themselves being. Mm-hmm. Well, they, they thrive on the power. Right. Because it makes them feel good about themselves. Right. Even though they have a wrong definition of what power, what true power really looks like in life. And if not dealt with, if that ego is not dealt with early on, you and I both know from experience, either route is equally as damaging. Mm-hmm. Well, let's move on to the next section. <clears throat> Ryan writes, just one thing keeps ego around, comfort. Pursuing great work, whether it is in sports or art or business, is often terrifying. Ego soothes that fear. It's a salve to that insecurity, replacing the rational and aware parts of our psyche with bluster and self-absorption. Ego tells us what we want to hear when we want to hear it, but it is a short-term fix with a long-term consequence. It's it's sort of a continuation of the same, Mm -hmm. sort of the same presence, right? In other words... Replacing the rational and aware parts of our psyche with bluster and self-absorption, ego tells us what we want to hear when we want to hear it, because it it plays in this first sentence about comfort. Right. It provides comfort to us. Well, that goes right back. And everything's to the, okay, right? Goes back I'm to the okay. example of the alcoholic, right? It's a temporary salve to relieve the pain to mm-hmm. be disconnected from reality. So instead of just facing the problems head on, hey, here's this temporary fix that'll make you feel good for a few hours until you wake up the next day and have to face it again. Mm -hmm. It's like we said, closing the last section off, if you don't deal with it early on, it's just going to continue to manifest itself in bigger and bigger ways. And and it all dwells down to what you perceive to be reality about yourself. Mm Mm-hmm. Because of events uh, that happened in your life or because a constant message you were getting from other people that you began to believe it. If you hear it, hear it enough times, then you start owning it, mm-hmm. so to speak, within yourself and start believing that about yourself, even though there's no total truth to it. And that's when you start subconsciously making that decision to go left or go right, like we just talked about. From that perspective. But once again, how many times have we talked about being introspective in your life and being on a journey to discover the truth about yourself? Well, on that note, I mean, one one exercise that I went through with 
alongside somebody that was dealing with specifically alcoholism, that's why that's, this example relates with me so much, mm-hmm. is they were going to Alcoholics Anonymous AA to try to fix the issue. One of the exercises that they actually went through was five levels of why, which I think is huge. That introspection is, okay, well, why am I, why am I turning to alcohol? Okay. There's that second level. Why is that? Why is that? Until you get to the root of the problem, then you can face the root of the problem and start to fix it, which as we've, as we've talked about many times for a lot of people, because of that fear is hard to do to overcome the root issue. Well, that's the, that's the true root of everything that we're talking about here is the fear angle, right? Mm-hmm. Fear of judgment, fear of shame, fear of comparison, fear of fear of feeling and not meeting either your own expectations or other people's expectations or what you hope to have out of your life or who you want to be in this world. And you're using that as your measuring stick and you're mm-hmm. not there. And therefore you start talking inside your, inside your head. I mean, ego is very much of a mind thing, much more than an art thing. Right. From that perspective. And it's part of the reason why I'm such a big love versus fear person being at the root of everything. So if you, if you get told over and over again that you're a certain way, but that deep down subconsciously you want to be something else, then you f- feel this big sense of separation. I'm being told that I'm here, <laughs> way over here, but yet I want to be somewhat that's very distant from that, so to speak. And... There's no way to change that. Right. I am who I am, and if this is who I am, then I can't do anything. I mean, that's where people really spin around and round and round on this thing, is I can't do anything about it. I can't imagine where I would be in life if I didn't go get the therapy and do the work to, right. to actually move from one spot to another. That's why I'm so ardent about the business, business I'm in and helping people is... A, to make them realize, no, you don't have to <laughs> You're not this way. I mean, we, first, we got to change the messaging in your head, but then second, we got to do the work necessary to get you to the spot that you want to be. Right. From that perspective. So it's, ego to me is very much a mind game and a mindset. And what, what are you taught? You know, that's how I had to change. I had to change the tapes that were playing in my head to get myself to move forward and get to where I wanted to be in life. You know, to get the people that were making statements subconsciously or just outright making the comments to say, no, you own those words. I'm not owning them. All right, let's move to the next section. In a sense, these are Ryan's words again. In a sense, ego is the enemy of building, of maintaining, and of recovering. When things come fast and easy, this might be fine. But in times of change and of difficulty, to replace the temptations of ego with humility and discipline when we experience success, and to cultivate strength and fortitude so that when fate turns against you, you're not wrecked by failure. So to me, the last sentence or two is big when you think about the the long-term effects of ego, right? 
When we experience success and to cultivate strength and fortitude so that when fate turns against you, you're not wrecked by failure, right? We, how many times have we talked about balance, mm-hmm. not being too low, not being too high, so to speak, and so forth is if, if you build a strong ego, as in Ryan's definition here in the book, and you're having things happen for you that pig pile on in terms of power and authority and it's sort of feeding the animal, right? That if you ever do, if you're going down that route and never reach a point where things take a nosedive, it's a really bad crash. Right. It's a tumultuous crash because you haven't done anything sort of built, what do you call it? Strength and the fortitude Mm -hmm. to deal with those situations because you've been so busy feeding the beast you don't know what to do with it. It's like, I've never been here before. I haven't done a plan B to figure out, well, if this happens, how am I going to get myself out of it? It's all about keeping going back to the cookie jar and just keep eating the ego cookies, mm-hmm. so to speak. Well, I kind of see it this way, just visualizing, is you know having two different aircraft, right? One aircraft climbing steadily, gets to a good cruising altitude and stays within certain parameters, Mm -hmm. right? And does well, goes along the journey, gets to their destination, lands safely. Then you have another aircraft that they say, you know, I'm just going to shoot straight up, you know, yank the sticks back, if you will. Balls to the wall, so to speak. Balls to the wall, right? And eventually that plane's going to stall out, Right. It might not immediately, depending, of course, on the type of aircraft. We won't get into specifics. But eventually, it's going to get to a point in the atmosphere where there's not enough oxygen to continue to propel the plane. Mm-hmm. Right? Or the engine's not strong enough to pull it at that steep of an angle. That then turns into a nosedive. Right? Very similar to what happens when we get that ego built up way, way too high. When things are going great and it's amazing and... Then all of a sudden, again, fate turns against us, and then we nosedive, right? We're going to, you know, unrecoverable flat spin, heaven forbid. And a a good friend of mine, mentor, the one thing that I took from him at one point that still sticks with me on this topic is, I remember him saying, Zach, you've got to keep everything chest level, right? You can Mm -hmm. celebrate the, the wins. You can celebrate the good times. But never, ever get too high because when when you're that high up and you come back down, it's going to hurt like hell. Yeah, let me, right? go to, let me go to the last section so we can sort of wrap these things up. Ryan says, in short, it'll help us to be humble in our aspirations, gracious in our success, and resilient in our failure. On the contrary, in order to properly do these things and take these risks, we need balance. Your ego is not some power you're forced to satiate at every turn. It can be managed. It can be directed, which goes right back to right. your goes right back to your point of it's okay to be boastful every now and again. You know, when when you have pride in yourself and you, you you've done a good job with what you've done, you've been balanced along the way, but you have a victory right. or a success in some way. It, it's okay to be joyful in that. Right. It's more joyful as opposed to boasting, but... 
That was about to say it's boasting. not. It's not every day. It's not every moment in your life. It's right. you, you take you take the success when it arrives, being in the present moment, and then the next day it's like no, back to back mm-hmm. to a balanced life. Let's move on to the next thing. So, how do you think ego affects the leader? Let's sort of wrap up today's conversation with that topic. I love this piece. So, a balanced leader, right? We've talked about this in the past. One that isn't disconnected, one that has connection with their people, has the open conversations like we've talked about previously in other mm-hmm. episodes where it there's a think tank kind of mentality, there's open lines of communication, ideas, thriving environment. But if that ego does, if that gets too high, like uh, Ryan's talking about in the book, then you get the stereotypical 90s corporate boss. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Right, the man in the suit that's barking orders at everybody, and nobody can offer any ideas other than, "Oh, yes, sir, that's a great idea." Because if to be they, yes people, right? Because if they're anything other than yes people, they get their head, you know, bitten off, or heaven forbid, they lose their their source of income, mm-hmm. right? Which then manifesting itself down the road ultimately creates that miserable person that now has a substance abuse issue. <laughs> I'm going on extremes here, but it's really to drive home this point of we've got to stay balanced as leaders, mm-hmm. as coaches, as whatever role you hold to be able to to foster good relationships and a great environment for those people. Well, it goes, you know, we're huge servant leadership mm-hmm. proponents and you can't be a servant leader with an ego. It goes against the grain of seeing and acknowledging your people, being open to their ideas, to taking them under consideration, to do the work necessary to give your people the right skills and tool sets and so forth for them to be successful, knowing that if they're successful, you're successful as a leader. Mm-hmm. Having a kind of mentality and mindset, none of that. None of that lines up or connects with Ryan's definition of the ego, so to speak, in here, or where the ego can get you in trouble. Mm-hmm. You know, to be to be humble, to be gracious. You know, the things he just they just read out of his introduction and so forth. And so, the the book is taking those tenets that we just highlight in those sections and deep diving deeper into each of those and what you can do to go into battle, so to speak, with your own ego, you know, and he hits home on the point in almost every section that it's an ongoing battle. It's not where you go into battle per se and balance your ego at the year, you know, at the age of 25, and then you don't have to do anything anymore with it. It's a constant battle, so to speak, that you have to be conscious of and always checking yourself, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Well, ego, like we've talked about, is working on your leadership muscles, Mm -hmm. right? We've used that terminology in the past. It's just like if somebody goes to the gym, they get in shape one time. Okay, awesome. If they get, oh, look at me, I look great. And then they say, oh, I never have to work on this ever again. Mm -hmm. They're going to be out of shape in about a month, (laughs) right? They're going to start to feel the results of that. They're going to start to feel more fatigued. They're going to start to have less energy. It's the same thing with ego. If we don't continuously be intentional and work on it to make sure that we are living in balance, 
we're going to get out of shape quickly and the results are going to be quickly seen. Well, it all points to one word, right? Discipline. Right. Lifestyle. Mindset. It's about having a certain way of life that you know is going to serve your why and maintaining it or having a set of uh, activities, thoughts, so forth, that keeps maintaining that mm-hmm. for you every single day. And so what it, what have you chosen to do in that kind of thought that I just laid out in the last few sentences to move yourself forward that you're going to do every day to keep yourself disciplined, keep the ego in check, to keep it balanced, so to speak, and drive yourself towards success as you define it for yourself. Stay in your swim lane, so to speak. Right. Mr. Ego, stay in your swim lane. I don't want you going out of bounds. Right. Out of it or going outside your swim lane because you're only going to cause me problems in my life. So I hope you found um, this discussion helpful. I can't recommend to you enough this book. And Ryan has written many great books. He's a big fan of Stoicism, if you're interested in that as a way of life. I highly recommend you check out his repertoire books. He's a pretty prolific book writer had his own corporate journey with ego and so forth. So he's done the battle, had his issues in the beginning. And so he's just like we're trying to do to help and coach people with stuff we've gone through our own life. He's done the same in the corporate world and it's part big part of his why in his life right now. So Ego is the Enemy is the name of the book. Ryan Holiday's the author. Can't recommend him um, enough. If you only take a few hours in a year or if you're a prolific reader or whatever, I highly recommend that you pick up the book. Great discussion, Zach. Thanks for joining me in it. Always. So, and like we always say, y'all, this is a journey for us as well. So part of me is, Andy, I know you're, you're pretty similar in this. We learn best by teaching, mm-hmm. right? So by, by recording these podcasts, it's helping us grow further as well. So we're, we're going through this with you. We appreciate you spending your time with us, taking this journey. As we always say, if, if you've enjoyed the journey thus far, or this is your first time tuning in and you found a ton of value, follow us on this journey. Click that little subscribe button mm-hmm. and you know, give us a share. If you know somebody that you're like, oh my God, they need to hear this, <laughs> send them. I'm sure there are plenty of people that do oh, yeah. on this topic at least. Now, maybe be gentle with a little intro that, hey, right. because, again, if they're an ego-filled person, they might not take that kindly. Right. But we appreciate you spending time with us, as always, as time is our most valuable and irreplaceable asset that we have. So, as we said, we hope you follow us more on this journey, and we will see you back here next time. Yes, have a great week, a great day, and we'll see you next time. Take care. Thank you so much for joining us today on this episode of the Generate Your Value podcast. If you find our conversations to be useful in your life, I invite you to subscribe to our podcast so that you don't miss an episode. You can find me online on Instagram at The Fitzpreneur, Facebook, and LinkedIn. For information on my coaching services, if you're in the Atlanta area, go to www.generateyourvalue.com. You can also find me and my company on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Simply search for Generate Your Value on those platforms. Once again, thanks for joining us for today's podcast, and we invite you to generate your value in this world. Mm